the good report is it's the church that is being mobilized uh, in Poland, in Moldova, in Romania to serve those refugees. In Ukraine, it's a church that's being mobilized to serve people that have been disenfranchised by this war. We have a special treat for you today on the Influencers Podcast. Our co-host and CityServe co-founder, Dave Donaldson, along with CityServe co-founder, Wendell Vinson, were recently guests on the James Dobson's Family Talk program. It went to air and was so well received. During this segment, Dr. Tim Clinton had an incredible discussion with Dave and Wendell about what's going on in the Ukraine, how the local church is responding to the frontline war that's taking place. The stories are incredible. Today, we're going to replay that episode. Let's listen together. Dave, Wendell, uh, such a delight to have you. Uh, Dr. Dobson sends his regards. Thank you for joining us. Well, it's our joy. Uh, I grew up... uh being a huge fan of the Dobsons, and they helped uh, my family through some difficult times. So what an honor it is to be here, and and thank you, Tim. Yeah, thank you, Tim, for having us. Well, I can't tell you how many times I hear that, uh, the influence and reach of Dr. Dobson through the years Amen. and continues uh, to just be a strong voice for such a time as this. Well, today we're going to talk about CitySurf, uh, an organization that the two of you guys are at the helm of, and it's stunning to see what God's doing in and through it. Let me read the mission real quick, first of all. City Serve trains, equips, and mobilizes the local church to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ in its community through compassion. I love that. Um, gentlemen, let me ask you up front. I guess, Dave, probably let me start with you. Now, the heartbeat of City Serve. Why does it exist, and why is it important in modern-day Christianity? You know, my uh, former boss, when I was at Operation Blessing, he was the vice president of marketing for Chrysler. And uh, one day he brought me into the office and he said, I'm going to give you a blank piece of paper. I want you to write down your best idea for reaching the world. I wrote down on that, the church, the church, the church in America If it is equipped, mobilized, and resourced, we're going to see the greatest revival in what we call the neighborhoods, but also to the nations. The church really is God's infrastructure. Jesus said, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. It is God's infrastructure for the healing of our nation. There's an amazing opportunity for the church to really engage right now because the world's hurting. I think of what Paul said when he said, it's the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance kindness in the church and from Christians is kind of like a superpower that the Lord has given us. It really has a way of lowering the barriers and resistance to the gospel. As we build relationship with people, the gospel can be proclaimed. I know this after learning a little bit about CityServe and interacting with the two of you, I can't wait for this story to get out, uh, what God's doing here. But before we go there, uh, I wanted to ask how God connected the two of you. I mean, there you are at the helm together. There's got to be something special. Well, over 30 years ago, George Wood, who was the former general superintendent yes, of the Sims of George. God, he connected Dave and I. I was pastoring in California, still pastor of the same church. And Dave was meeting with George, and George said, there's somebody that you need to meet. And he told me there's somebody you need to meet. And he's the one, really, that put us kind of on the same page. For over three decades, we've been working together doing missions and compassion evangelism around the globe. I had the chance to interact with George on a number of occasions. I know he's, he's gone now, but what a great man of God. What a great leader. 
Yeah, and you talk about a visionary. He was. Mm-hmm. He was a real visionary. Yeah, he was. Dave Wendell, uh, I want to make sure I get these numbers right because they're staggering. $540 million of gifting kind is what CityServe is actually taking out there, if you will, to minister to people. Uh, what is that all about? How do you, how do, you do that? Well, first of all, we appreciate these very generous companies, you know, Home Depot, Amazon, Costco, and many others that have this product that perhaps has been returned or maybe it's over its shelf life. And we end up getting this product. Some of this product would would end up in landfills. And Tim, we take this product, we put it into warehouse hubs. And then from those hubs, it's distributed through pods, points of distribution, And that's local churches all across the country. And the purpose of this product is to meet needs, but most importantly, it is an open door to share the love of Jesus Christ. And what's amazing about this product, because it's home furnishings, it could be beds, couches, chairs, tables, school supplies. But like one single mom said to us in Fresno, every time I put my child down in that bed, I'm reminded of a God who cares and a church who cares. So it's a living sermon in that home. Where'd that vision come from? Huh? I'm, just, I'm just fascinated by it. So you're going out to corporate America and uh, other entities and looking for resources and then taking them, I guess, through local churches? Through local churches. If you can imagine, there is great overproduction in America in the retail sector. And because of that, uh, all of the retailers really need a way to liquidate their products or, you know, as those products, uh, you know, new product comes in and they have old products that's going out or they need a way to responsibly uh, steward that without eroding their market. So the church is able to really take that and get that into the hands, whether it's household furniture or other uh, goods that people need, into the hands of people that need it, people that wouldn't be able to go and purchase it. So it's not eroding their market. So they, they, it's a win for the retailer. It's also a win for that person in need. And the church really gets to be the people in the middle that broker the goodness of the Lord. I noticed that in the distribution of your product, these resources and services that you take to people, God is taking you beyond our own borders. We're going to talk about some of those projects in a moment, but you guys are serving in Ukraine. You're out on the front lines too. Is that true? And what's happening over there? We were there, Tim, soon after the war broke out on the Ukrainian uh, Polish border. And we can't adequately describe how desperate it was. It was about five degrees. Uh, you had thousands of people, a tsunami of people trying to escape. I heard there were millions who were just... Well, eventually millions, but where we were at, I mean, it's just, it's thousands of women, children, the elderly, and many of them were hiding in tents, trying to escape the cold, but also to hide from predators. In fact, where we were at, two days later, 40 predators were arrested by the Polish police. And I'll never forget walking into this tent and seeing these women and children I mean, the young women are like my daughters. I mean, I have three daughters. And I saw this one young woman and she was crying and I walked over to her and I I gave her a fatherly hug. And as I pulled away, she pulled me back to her and she said, don't leave me. It's just a staggering thing to see, to witness. But the good report is it's the church that is being mobilized 
uh, in Poland, in Moldova, in Romania to serve those refugees. In Ukraine, it's a church that's being mobilized to serve people that have been disenfranchised by this war. The government's got their hands full just fighting the war. So the church really is providing all the social services. How many churches were you able to mobilize over there? Just in Ukraine, 1,800 churches in just Ukraine, and then hundreds of churches on the border regions, about 400 in Poland, another five or 600 in Moldova, and then many more in Romania. So if you look at all those churches along that border, they are really serving many of them as safe houses that take in those women and children care for them, provide all of the, the services that they need, the care, the place to stay, the food, the clothing, and even schooling now because those children are going back to school now, even in those refugee centers. What did city serve specifically? What were you able specifically to do? In most cases, those churches did not have the capacity to expand. So they didn't have the capacity to rent other facilities to offer larger safe house environments. Many of them are very small churches. So CityServe was able to both help them uh, rent facilities, lease facilities. In Krakow, Poland, for instance, one of the largest hotels there, a beautiful hotel, but it was in bankruptcy. And the churches wanted to serve the refugees. They didn't have the capacity to lease that hotel. So CityServe was able to go in and empower them to lease that hotel financially. We were able to get them the vehicles they needed to caravan and shuttle people, and then the resources they needed to care for them 24-7. It's largely women and children that are in those refugee centers because their husbands stayed home to fight the war. In many cases, it was just, it was just children. And the oldest teen in that family was kind of like the caregiver because mom even stayed with her husband there in Ukraine. So there's so much opportunity there. The church just needed someone to come alongside and help it. And the church in the West is doing that. That's what's so exciting, that the body of Christ here in America and throughout other parts of Europe are standing with the church in Poland, in Moldova, Romania, and in Ukraine. You're listening to Family Talk, a division of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. I'm Dr. Tim Clinton, co-host here at Family Talk. Our special in-studio guest, President and CEO of CityServe, Dave Donaldson, and Vice Chair, Wendell Vinson. Uh, They're here telling us about what God's doing in and through this amazing organization. God's raised it up, by the way, rather quickly, and it's stunning. But let me go back to Ukraine just for a moment. What I hear you saying is God's it work it's real and there are people over there who are crying out to him looking for help and hope and what you're doing is you're being the hands and feet of christ you're the church what you're doing is you're taking the work of neighborhoods back here and you're taking it to the nations is that it that's it and again this is a vibrant church there uh, i gotta tell you it was a dangerous trip for us we went into Bucha, I've already described that, but from Bucha into Kiev, we went to a restaurant uh, that day and, and I kid you not, the waitress, she brought out the bill and she said, please pay it now in case you get killed or something. And then she ran inside. And so they're living under this kind of threat and pressure. But at the same time, you would never know it because they are victorious. They're part of the victorious church. And they're not giving in, they're not giving up. And so it's an honor for CityServe and our partners to serve them as they serve their people. Let me ask you, what do you believe the greatest need or needs are in Ukraine still? Sometimes I, I think of 
growing up as a boy in a small rural country church, central Pennsylvania, every now and then missionaries would come and do a presentation. It seemed like it was so far away. And now the world's real close together now technologically. You're up on social media, you have all kinds of stories and things and everything's instantaneous. Yet there's still some people who are confused a little bit about what is really happening. Um, is the need as great as they say? They know Samaritan's Purse is over there. They know City Serves over there. And are they really making a difference? Um, that's what I appreciate about our conversation. It's like somebody's saying, I've been there. The church is there. God's at work. But the greatest needs you it, see. It's prayer. And we did a video, Cry for Hope, with Michael W. Smith. And he introed it by saying, we need to jack up our prayers tenfold. Uh, for the Ukrainian people. The second, as Wendell and I described, winter's coming. And so we got to provide housing. It's only $25,000 for one of these beautiful homes with all the amenities that we can move around. And so we're hoping to uh, build a lot of those as we approach uh, the winter. And the other would be the food. And we're going to continue to rush in this emergency food and other supplies. These are unprecedented times, and God is at work. Amen. You know, in light of all that, I, I think about the future. My daughter asked me the other day, Dad, what about Olivia and Sophia growing up? What are they going to live in? What are they going to see? And when you think about what's happening over the pond, as they say, and you guys are on the front line, you see it, and you know the conversations that people have around the dinner table. They're worried about not only Russia, but China. They're worried about the Middle East, the instability. They're worried about our own country, what's happening here. And it's like, God, are we going into a dark time, challenging season? Boy, we need the church to come alive like never before. That work that you're doing over in Ukraine, it started somewhere, though. I'm going to come back stateside. A couple of initiatives that I found fascinating. One was the Farmers to Families Initiative. You're taking neighborhood work and taking it to the nations, but it started back here through some amazing projects. Tell us about Farmers to Families and how that came about. And it's, it's a massive project. I have seen video of people showing up in towns all across this country looking for food and you all delivering it to them. Well, during the pandemic, uh, we were receiving, uh, I mean, hundreds of calls from churches asking for food to help their people, their community. And we had some, but we didn't have enough. And one Monday morning through a mutual friend, Paula White connected us to Ivanka Trump, uh, who was developing a program called Farmers to Families, because as we recall, the farmers were plowing their produce back into the ground because restaurants, you know, were not open. Uh, cruise ships were not happening. Uh, meat was rotting, dairy products getting poured down the drain. So the whole idea was to take all this product, put it into food boxes, and then distribute it to families in need, families that were suffering through the crisis. And so Ivanka said, you guys have one of the largest networks of churches in the nation. Uh, what about spearheading that, like the faith-based, you know, the, the Christian uh, response with these food boxes? And 
uh, I got to tell you, 2,300 distribution sites, church parking lots that you described. And what was so powerful, Tim, is not just distributing the boxes, uh, but we prayed for over 20 million people. Wow. So I want to make sure I'm, I'm getting this correct. I want to make sure our listeners are understanding this story here. So you were connecting with local churches across the country and asking them to be distribution channels of this amazing resource that God gave you all the idea to bring, if you will, food, resources, supplies, what have you, to those families in need in these local communities here across the country. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a lack of both need and there's not a lack of supply. Uh, we just need to be people who say we're not going to vacate that space of being the hands and the feet of Jesus in our communities. He'll give us everything that we need if we'll step into that space, not vacate that space. Yeah, I think of when natural disasters happen, say uh, a tornado wipes out you know, towns in Kentucky or a hurricane hits the coast. People say, okay, you know, what they're sending all kinds of organizations in there trying to take supplies in. Same idea through local churches and this is about taking food and other supplies into our local communities. Same idea. There is, you know, we say, we like to say it this way. There are those occasional national disasters that happen, those moments of a hurricane or an earthquake that are incredibly important times for the church to respond. But there are really everyday disasters happening in every part of the cities across America that are eroding the fabric of our society. We have to respond to both those occasional disasters that happen, but also those everyday disasters. And those everyday disasters require us to get up close and personal to the need in our community and be a part of not just um, bringing help and hope, but bringing freedom to people, seeing people set free. We often say, we don't wanna serve poverty in a neighborhood, we wanna break poverty. We don't wanna just serve addiction, we wanna break addiction. To do that, we have to really dig deeper and really be committed to seeing transformation in people's lives, seeing them elevated and seeing them changed and transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. So this makes sense with COVID and all the lockdowns and everything we were going through. Have those same sites continued? We have tried to convert many of those sites into what we described earlier, hubs and pods, because as Wendell said, hunger is still there, but the resources there. In fact, the amount of food that is wasted every day would fill the Rose Bowl. We just need coordination and distribution. The other thing is that I've had really the joy and sorrow of serving at disaster sites, uh, directing Operation Blessing with the 700 Club, and then my brothers and I started Convoy of Hope. And I'll never forget responding to a disaster, and this mom was there with her kids and she was receiving food and other supplies. And I asked her, is this your church uh, that is helping you? And she replied, it is now. Amen. That's so. the good work that Amen. God's doing in and through this organization, CityServe. Well, we have a lot more to talk about and uh, really want to, uh, I can't wait to get into tomorrow's broadcast. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the backwater there's a backstory here. Dave, it comes back to you. You alluded to you and your brothers and uh, some work that you did together, but there's a reason that goes behind that. We're going to share that on the broadcast tomorrow. I think people will really be moved by it. 
But that's the inspiration here. At the end of the day, this is about the gospel. Amen. This is about taking the gospel. Amen. This is a platform for evangelism. Amen. This is how we take the good news to people all across this country and around the world. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, closing thought here for a moment. How do people get involved with CityServe? Their church or as an individual, maybe they want to get behind this ministry. They think, you know what? That's the kind of organization I could support. Well, CityServe.us is the website. People can go to CityServe.us. They can also encourage their pastor to just look into connecting with this uh, partnership that's really, it's a movement that's moving across America of churches working together to see community transformation. CityServe brings three things. We bring a, a robust supply chain, capacity building, secondly, and then thirdly, a platform for collaboration. Churches have to work together better. John 17, Jesus prayed that. He prayed that the church would be one, and when the church is one, he said, we'll give a credible testimony of the reality of Jesus Christ. So God is bringing his church together just like he is in Ukraine during this moment. He's bringing his church together here, and we're excited to see that. Well, I've seen the joy in a lot of faces when they come through that line. Amen. And there's something there for them to take home to their family. And they receive it, by the way, as a gift from God. Amen. They do. Well, what a delight to have you both. On behalf of Dr. Dobson, his wife Shirley, the entire team here at Family Talk, we salute you and the good work that's going on at CityServe. Again, that website is cityserve.us. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can follow us on all social media platforms at the Influencers Podcast Official. You can stay up to date, hear more inspiring content, and unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember to use your influence to create lasting change that draws the world closer to Jesus.